Moving house with kids. Mum! Moving house checklist. Top packing tips. Do it ourselves or hire movers? Hiya! <sighs> Things to do in the school holidays. Best solo holidays. <sighs> when life gives you questions, get answers at which.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast. I'm Rob Lilly. This is the podcast where we bring you the very best articles from Witch, making them available to listen to. Now, a friendly reminder from me to leave us a rating and a review too. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts. There's the Witch Money podcast, which brings you brilliant money-saving advice each week. And then, launching next Monday, we'll be bringing you Get Answers, our fortnightly podcast helping you live your best consumer life. And stick around until the end of this episode for a taster of what to expect. On to today's episode, though, and we're heading into the futuristic world of virtual reality, asking if this technology will ever become part of the mainstream. To read us this article, originally written by Ian Evenden, I'll hand you over to Harry Kind. You teleport to a new position, taking aim at soldiers of the invading alien race. Your gun is empty, so you reach over your shoulder to reload before sending the bad guys sprawling. Not your style? How about this? You're in a canoe in Australia. Cliffs tower around you, fish swim undisturbed in the crystal clear waters. You raise your paddle and make the appropriate movements to push deeper into the wilderness. A click of a button and you're in Antarctica or Costa Rica. You haven't left your sofa. There's more. You're watching a movie in an enormous theatre, the film projected onto a huge screen that requires you to move your head from side to side to take it all in. Or your computer desktop is all around you, but you can see through it as files make their way from one folder to another and video calls play in the corner. Someone enters your office and you snap it all to one side to concentrate on the conversation before plunging back in again. These are all examples of things that can be achieved today or in the very near future with virtual or augmented reality. The two terms mean slightly different things. Virtual reality or VR immerses you in its computer-generated world, while augmented reality or AR overlays graphics and other information onto the world around you that you wouldn't normally see. They have one thing in common the use of a head-mounted display or VR helmet, and we're rapidly heading towards the acceptance of both as mainstream tech. None of this is new. VR has been around for 70 years. There's even an episode of Murder, She Wrote about it. And as a sci-fi concept, it can be traced back to 1936. Today's devices are considerably smaller and less troublesome though, and after a few false starts, 2023 has become the year VR properly arrives. Companies such as Apple and Sony are doing interesting things with it, and while VR and AR may not achieve the sort of ubiquity enjoyed by the LCD screen anytime soon, although we're happy to be proved wrong on that, 2023 saw two products that cement its place as something, well, real. The first came in February. Sony's PlayStation VR 2, the second VR device for a PlayStation games console, launched to a muted response. It's a bit too pricey, costing more than the console you use it with. £529 versus £480 for the console. 
and it doesn't have a broad software library yet, though we're sure this will come. But compared to head-mounted displays that have come before, it represents a great step forward. The PlayStation VR 2 connects to your PlayStation 5 with a single cable and comes with motion-sensitive hand controllers. It offers a high resolution for each eye, important as VR helmets effectively have two screens in them, and a wide field of view. It's fully adjustable and is studded with sensors and cameras to track your position and stop you walking into furniture. It's also simple to set up, plug in, load up a compatible game, go through a short calibration process to tailor your experience to your height and position in the room, and then it just works, with the game mirrored on a TV. Compare this with a previous generation headset, and the improvements are clear. The Oculus Rift from 2016 worked with a PC, but needed several cables from the headset to the computer. Wearing it was like looking down a cardboard tube, your peripheral vision was missing and it suffered from the screen door effect that makes everything look like it was covered with wire mesh. It required sensors to be placed on either side of your playing area, even behind you, each of which required another cable. At launch, it didn't come with hand controllers, requiring you to use an Xbox pad you just couldn't see. However, such was the potential of Oculus that the company, which originally crowdfunded its product in 2012, was bought out by Meta, that's Facebook's parent company, for $2 billion in 2014. And it still produces headsets today under the Meta Quest name. Today's VR headsets fix many of the problems of the original Rift. There's no need to place markers around your room. If someone interrupts you, you can activate a camera and see them without removing the headset. They're heavily weighted towards gaming, but experiences like The Climb, which asks you to free climb a mountain, or Kayak VR Mirage, in which you paddle around beautiful scenery, show how it's possible to produce VR scenarios that offer more than just shooting aliens. The other side of the VR coin is augmented reality, and that's where Apple comes in. Of course, Google got here first with its discontinued glass system, which consisted of a pair of glasses with a small screen that projected information into your sightline. Some of this functionality lives on today in the Google Maps phone app, which will superimpose walking directions over a feed from your phone's camera so you can see exactly where to go. But the Apple Vision Pro, which looks like a pair of high-tech ski goggles, takes it to the next level. Apple's headset, which it is positioning as a computer display for getting work done rather than an entertainment device, will cost $3,500 and likely £3,500 when it launches next year. And its announcement in June was greeted with a certain amount of disbelief. Apple's AR Vision sees your Mac's desktop apps floating in front of you, overlaid onto the real world, which you can still see. It responds to voice commands and tracks your eyes and gestures so you can interact with your web browser, chat app or media player with voice commands, flicks of your fingers or just by looking. It even has an internal camera that projects a view of your eyes onto the front of the device so when you're talking to someone they're not faced with a blank plastic visage. It remains to be seen exactly how weird that is in practice. Mainstream acceptance of VR is still some way off. A 2022 survey of 7,100 teenagers and young adults by US investment bank Piper Sandler found that while a quarter owned a headset, only 14% used theirs weekly, a drop of 3% from the year before. 
The metaverse concept pushed by Facebook boss Mark Zuckerberg was also seen as seriously uncool. Another thing that puts people off is VR motion sickness, where the visual sensation of movement isn't matched by input from the inner ear. A bit like the way you can go green on a boat. Research from institutions including Iowa State University suggests this problem is worse in women, adults over 50, and even in people with an Asian ethnic background. VR is also expensive and seen as only good for making toys. However, if companies such as Apple, Meta and Sony are taking it seriously, then it's here to stay and will only gain traction. As headsets become smaller and more discreet and the technology to avoid motion sickness improves, we might start seeing it accepted as something you can do in public. We're just not sure it will ever be cool. Thank you so much to Harry and to Ian Evenden too for his piece which was originally written for the October issue of Witch Tech magazine. Remember you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. We'll be back next week for another episode of Witch Shorts and thanks for listening. Witch Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly while the exec producer was Angus Farker. Hello and welcome, I'm Grace Farrell. And I'm Harry Kind. And this is the Get Answers podcast. Innocent, innocent, you are a dream. No other drink can be so supreme. Oozing with joy, bursting with flavour. Innocent, you're my saviour. It took me about five minutes, they sent me 30 quid. I saw my travel pillow, noticed it had a little zip on it, and I went, hang on all this space that I could potentially pack and I find out the price per square foot for the level of finish of that property right and then I make my offer at 20% lower than the offer okay (laughs) wow join us for fortnightly episodes of the new get answers podcast getting you answers to life's consumer questions starting 6th of November see you then when life gives you questions which get answers